Hello and welcome to episode 45 of No Load Time. My name is Hobbit Bliss and with me is the lady killer, Mr. Joel Young. Oh my goodness, Obed. We all know the story behind that behind that one, and it has a lot to do with basketball knockout and not what you might have thought by that title. But Obed, what's good, man? How you been, man? Yeah, uh, just just a, a, a disclaimer: Joel is not a criminal, as far as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what happens over there. I, I really, I mean, squeaky clean. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> uh, man, how you doing? Uh, how's it going? What you up to? Oh man, it's just been um, it's been real good, dude. I mean, just been really feeling more relaxed more recently. Summer's here; it's a great time just to catch up with friends and family and catch up on life. So, just feeling real refreshed, man. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just trying to temper my my excitement because, guys, we are here. Uh, you know, it's time for Infinity War. Infinity War is out, as you guys are going to be watching and listening to this. Um, it, it, it's it's been something that we've waited for Obed for 10 years yep. and you know, it's, it's for some people even longer, right? Cause the infinity gauntlet comic came, came out 20 years ago. Um, so this is a huge deal that this movie's coming out and, and to see what the, what Marvel's done from the past just makes us so excited for the present and for the future. So um, I'm just keeping my expectations, you know, tempered. So that way I go in and just have a crazy time, but keep an eye out on our social media you know, obviously, you know, we, we have some big things planned for our next episode where Obed and I will probably talk about it in depth. But, yeah, man, it's just been a lot of – I think where I am right now is just looking at, oh, my goodness, we're here. The movie's here. I'm going to see the movie very soon, very shortly, and uh, I, I can't wait, man. So just been – I watched uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Uh, I got to see that. I watched that again just because. Um, and I, I, I have it in 4K. And now they have a 4K player. Oh my goodness, Obed! I mean, we talked about this before yeah. the Last Jedi, but even with this movie, maybe even a little bit more. It's the colors. I'm telling you, man, the colors that, are so dynamic. That's exactly what I told you when when I watched it on 4K, and I told you that I think the biggest difference is the just the color. Uh, uh, not I don't want to say color per perception, but I think that just the color spectrum itself is just crazy, especially on that movie on the suit and everything. It looks so nice, man. Yeah, man. So I mean, and it's you know credit to Sony and their technology and how they, they, they yeah. you know they they do. It's a great, great uh, 4K copy. So yeah, just been being very marvelous over here. Um, but <laughs> Obed, man, how are things going yeah. with you? Uh, no, before before I jump in on on the uh, stuff that I got, uh, Joel, quick quick tidbit that I learned uh, just before we started recording tonight. So they announced. Uh, I don't know if it was late last night or this morning um, that. What the pre-order bonus for Spider-Man for PS4 is going to be the Iron Spider suit from Infinity War, um, and we saw the trailer because he didn't know about it. Initially, he said, hey, did you yeah. see the pre-order bonus? Uh, so tidbit on that, Joel. Um, Marvel actually gave Sony the asset from the movie so they can create, or not Sony, but Insomniac, so they can so they can put the suit on the game. So the suit in the game is 100% the suit from the movie. That's amazing for yeah. them to share that property. That's a big deal. I don't think people realize how much the um, logistics behind that, the legal stuff there, like for them to actually say, yeah, you know what? It's okay. We trust you guys. I, I, mean, I mean, you and I both know this game looks phenomenal. So that means they're really trusting and, and Marvel's fully all in with this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
crazy how different it is from Marvel vs. Capcom, right? Like, these guys are going full in on this Spider-Man game. And then I really don't, I don't know what happened. I really don't know. I wish, I wish that someday that story behind what happened with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite comes out because I am curious to know what really went and what really happened behind closed doors and the things that we don't know and why this thing, I send you that meme that I finally found. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, I mean, it's not Dragon Ball Fighter Z that killed Marvel's Capcom Infinite. It's Capcom. It's like, because. Sure. Guys, come on. Anywho, uh, Joe, uh, there's there's a, a I don't know if you heard a, about a little independent game called like uh, uh, I think it's like the the Master of Battle or something like that. Oh, God of War. That's the name of the game. Um, uh, it's 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 out. It's finally out. Um, all right, Joe. Where do I start? Um. It is, to me, and this is coming from an old school, and I've, I've said it before, I've taken my nostalgia glasses off, and I appreciate modern gaming um, as the best time to play video games. I think God of War is, I don't want to say the first, because to me, the first game that defined this generation is probably Horizon Zero Dawn. Because that game is fantastic on every aspect, um, level design, um, art design, the way you structured, the things you can do, and the way the game the game looks. Uh, to me, that was the first big game that I said, "Yo, this is like new stuff um, that that I've never seen before." Uh, God of War follows that trend. It is another defining moment in gaming. Uh, it takes the single player gaming experience and just elevates it to 12 um, because Horizon did it it elevated it to 11 this goes to 12 this is like the step one step forward um uh the that Kratos uh, a, a disclaimer Joe also confession I am uh, I am a Sony fan uh since the PS2 I I was a Sega kid I wasn't a big fan of the PS1 but once Sega went under I went with PS2 uh that being said, I am open to any console, any platform, and all platforms have fantastic gaming experiences. Uh, I was never very fond of God of War, ever. <laughs> I played the first one, and I was like, eh, it's not my cup of tea. I played it. It was hyped, and that was it. I never played two, never played three, never played the PSP versions, and I have both of them for free uh, that I can play on, on Vita. But never, I was never a big fan. I, I found the story kind of like juvenile and, uh, you know, putting all this like, like sex mini games and all this, you know, over the top violence and, and all this stuff. That was, I mean, it's a product of its era, right? It was the edgy moment for PlayStation. Uh, it, was, it was a very edgy moment in the uh, mid 2000s when this game came out and David Jaffe who directed the original game we it's known to be a you know dude bro edgy guy so um I was never a big fan of it but um this is this is completely different from it resets the, it resets the page right absolutely like it it it's, it's a soft reboot in the sense that it's it's a sequel but it is as different as different as it could be 
in many, many aspects, uh, the combat is very different. The story is very different. The way that Kratos behaves is really different. Uh, the way the interactions with his with uh, with Atreus, uh, what seems to be a very strong relationship that he had with with his wife, um, what he thinks of the gods and and of of you know divine uh, beings in in the universe now. It's fantastic. Uh, so far, I know I'm about seven hours in. I think it's it's just very impressive all around. Um, possibly the best looking game I've ever played. Uh, definitely one of the best soundtracks that I've that I've heard in the game. Sound design is flawless. Voice acting top notch. Everything is great. Um, I cannot say enough good things about this. Uh, it really, I really like that the, they changed the combat from a mindless hack and slash where you're pretty much invincible to you have to be conscious of your surroundings if not you're gonna get you're gonna get gut <laughs> uh, it, it, it's hard i actually got died a couple times on the same place because i just needed to figure out a better strategy to do combat um it has a parry mechanic that is not super great um but it, you know, it, it allows you to parry and, and attack, and then you can roll out and do something else. Uh, the combat is very similar. It's like an easy Dark Souls. Uh, that's how I, that's how I would define the combat. Um, Atreus is really helpful with his arrows and going around and finding stuff and guiding you. Hey, father, this way. Hey, look at this thing. So he kind of like guides you because it's it, it. The game is well designed. Like the level structure and the level design is great, but it's 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 not too handholdy. Uh, it does have like the yellow markings, kind of like Uncharted. So whenever you see something yellow, you can interact with interact with it. So it has things like that, but it has a, a couple of things that are a little bit more obscure. But then Atreus would go, "Hey, father, take a look at this thing," and you get what's what's going on, boy? And this you know Kratos comes out and and you know tries to be a a badass. I think at the end of the day, at the end of this story, Joel, I think it's going to be like Kratos still thinks he's a badass, but he's a big softy, and, and we'll probably see that. <laughs> he's got a kid. I mean, you know, it changes changes everything. Yeah, yeah, and and even the kid like says, was like, well, you've always been kind of like this, you know, grumpy guy that never wants to hang out with me and, and all this stuff. Like, everything, everything the son learned, he learned from his mother because he... There's like that that barrier from from Kratos past that it doesn't allow him to interact with his son in a normal way. Um, but Jolie's fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about it. Um, I've gotten a couple of things spoiled, nothing too major. So um, every time I see a video pop up on YouTube, it's like, oh, go to war. Kratos does this thing. I I do. Um, I'm not interested. That way, I don't see them on the feed, and and it's it's working because I'm seeing less and less videos pop up now. Nice, but uh, I want to keep it spoiler free. Um, but yeah, man, fantastic game. I uh, cannot say enough good things about it. Uh, I I can't wait to see. Very like I said, the structure is very different. Um, it has a level up system that I find it's a little bit obtuse and overcomplicated for for the type of game that it is. Um, but I think it's because I don't have enough XP and I, and I'm still like in a very, like, I, I finally got to the non-linear, uh, portion of the game, but 
it does a good job telling you, you know, bits and pieces of uh, Norse mythology and and talking about Odin and Thor and the world serpent and, uh, you know, Yggdrasil and all this stuff. Uh, and pointing out, it's like, oh, yeah, like right now from what you can gather is that Thor and Odin are, are pretty big a-holes and you probably know what's going to happen. So we'll see where it goes. Very just to see. I'm sorry. Yeah, fast, no, I'm just saying I'm fascinated to uh, hear your update when you get through more of this probably this upcoming weekend. So yeah. I, I really um I've heard nothing but great things about this game and hearing what you've said now just solidifies even more. Just like you said, it's it's such a difference, it's such a new new chapter. Um and from a story standpoint, from the approach to the game. Um, but it's some people would be like, oh no, that's a bad thing. No, it's actually a good thing, and I think it's because it's the way it's utilizing the technology of PlayStation 4. Um, it just sounds to me like it's it's gonna be taken very serious and is be taken very serious, not this just you know, you know, slice and dice, bang, bang kind of game, but it's mm -hmm. it's really being taken to a deeper place. Um and and, and you know, kudos to PlayStation Prime this exclusive come out the timing that they do, because I think it's I think it's great timing with the summer and whatnot and and uh, it's a huge success, so it's great to hear. Yeah, and and it's it's what it's they did a fantastic job with. Um, it, uh, Kratos was a very unempathetic character in the in the previous games, uh, very unlikable. Here, he's still very rough because you know they they're definitely paying homage to his past. Um, but they did a fantastic job in. Uh, I don't want to say softening him, but make humanizing him uh and they did a fantastic job with that and uh fantastic what the, the way the story is going is really good it's challenging uh well designed and like i said uh, that kratos character model is probably the best character model that i've seen on a game ever like hands down it's it's fantastic so not not enough good things about it other than that joel i managed to grab uh midnight blue DualShock 4. That's um, And that's pretty neat. Going to be using that on the weekend. Uh, yeah, man, that DualShock that I modded with that orange uh, uh, faceplate, that D-pad, it lost its crunch. And I was like, I find myself that I can't use it for Dragon Ball anymore. So I've been using it to play Battlefront because I go I go a little bit rough on Battlefront and I take my controller and I kind of like rage on it a little bit. So that's gonna be my rage controller. <laughs> Designated rage controller. Yeah, there you go. Designated. Don't worry, guys. I, I know there's there's a, a savage part to Obed. We got a little taste of it last week, but I know at some point this episode we'll return to that. So. Oh yeah. I know that 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 part's always fun. <laughs> Yeah, trust me on that. Uh, Joe, do you want to start with the topics for this week? We got a, a quite a few things going on. Uh, tell us about movie trailers, man. Yeah, man. So it was trailer week. I mean, just dropping stuff. So the first big one to drop that we're going to talk about here is Venom. Uh, you, you, you can't talk about I think this probably was the biggest trailer that stood out to me. Um, episode three, we know, talked about it. Episode three, we did. And, and this is one of those ones that I, I was – on the record, you listen to old episodes of me saying that I was very cautious and, and I remain so cautiously optimistic, but I was someone who I didn't understand why they're making this movie um, and I didn't understand the approach. And I get it a lot more now with this trailer. I like this trailer way more than I do the last trailer. 
Um, the last trailer, I, I thought it was fine, but it didn't make me actually on on board to say, oh, I'm going to go out to the theater. It didn't make me excited for this movie. And to be real, I think I don't think I remember that many people even referencing that trailer. But this trailer, Obed, when you start talking about the symbiote and they start, they actually showed us, it was the only thing that I, there was my biggest complaint. I said, we need to see the symbiote. I don't need to see this gooey thing in a container. I didn't oh, yeah. want to see that. And to yeah. me, you, you can't sell this movie by doing that. Yeah, you want the reveals and all that. You can hide the action of action scenes and all stuff. You don't, I don't need to see that, but I need to see the symbiote. I need to see what it looks like so I can buy in. And Obed, they did it almost perfectly. I mean, it's 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 a way ten times better iteration than we saw in in uh, Spider Three. Uh, I'm not trying to hate on that movie because the movie I think is fine and gets more hate than it deserves. But yep. uh, but the Venom, this Venom specifically, is going to be taken way more seriously. Uh, and I think that was that was the thing that that stood out to me the most is the development of this Eddie Brock character. Where you know there's a lot of speculation of how are they going to do this? Is it antihero? What have you? They basically insinuate Eddie Brock is already an edgy, uh, if I may say, a very you know a, a more one of those journalists that really gets into the places that our people are uncomfortable to get into, right? Investigative journalists. But I think. What's interesting is how it's not that he is a bad person, but when he has the symbiote, he's able to do things that he wouldn't have necessarily thought of doing, but it's because of the symbiote leading him to do these things. So that's why he really is an anti-hero because the symbiote is the dark side. But Eddie Brock, even though, yeah, he's not like, he's not like, you know, a boy scout or something, but he's, he's, but he's, he's someone that does still have like a standard. He even says in the trailer yeah. Um, you know, if we do this, a lot of people are going to get hurt and die, if I'm not mistaken, he says. And, and it's like we're going to go out and just, just hurt the bad guys, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and and then the symbiote replies, so it's like, oh, no, we can do whatever we want. Right. So, yeah. like, there's a point that that's where I see that anti-hero kind of conversation coming in. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, a, I'm on board for this movie. Now, now I'm on board for it, you know, because this is the Venom that I read about, the way the symbiote part is. I think that was the only thing that kind of stuck out to me was how that one actress, the one part where she's the scientist, she's talking to uh, Brock, and she's like, the symbiote, or however she says it. I was symbiote. like, yeah, I was like, why are you stressing it like that? That's just weird. But yeah, that's just little Joel's stuff yeah. there. But Obed, tell me what you think. And that that's something that could they get ADR over? Like they can re-record the audio and just ADR over her, you know, uh, her, her basically her, her speech. So uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, the only only scene or only moment that I found really like um, corny in that in that in that trailer was the uh, the scene with the motorcycle, and then and then the the symbiote goes out and grabs the motor. That was that, that was so freaking dumb. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it looks good. Tom Hardy, it's a he's a solid actor, man, and Michelle Williams is a great actress. I'm I'm pretty sure that they're gonna carry the movie. Hopefully, they have chemistry. Unfortunately, that hindered a couple of Marvel movies here and there. But hopefully, they they do have some chemistry. And I'm interested to see the possibility of Carnage, which pretty much already was confirmed to be in the movie. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I really like the the suit when he forms. Uh, you can tell that they're still working on 
on the SFX because there's a couple things here there that are a little bit off. Uh, granted, the budget for this movie is not the same as Homecoming or, or something close to that. It's something a little more uh, conservative. But they, I think they're they're doing a good job. It looks good. Like the yeah. the Venom face looks great. It looks accurate. It doesn't, yeah, like like you mentioned, uh, it looks a hundred times better than the one on Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three, I think, it, because they wanted to have some artistic consistency on the on the suit because Spider Man wore it. And then, you know, and then Eddie Brock wore in the movie. They wanted to keep su- to some consistency uh, to it. But at the end of the day, it didn't pay off. So uh, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'll, I'll, I'm hyped. I'll, I'll see this thing when it comes out. I'll probably won't catch it on the movie theater. I'll probably buy it when it comes out. Uh, if if it reviews well, of course, because right. if I don't see a movie in the movie theater and it reviews poorly, like, for example, the forgotten hidden Dude. gem from... Uh, the the dark DC universe uh, Suicide Squad. I'll just we wait. totally forget that movie. Yeah, we we were talking about DC movies again this week, and we totally forgot. Like, oh yeah, there was a Suicide Squad movie. It's like, oh crap, man! It's a freaking uh, movie, man. It just it just wants to disappear. I know. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, another of another movie, man, Deadpool. Uh, so we got another trailer uh, for Deadpool. I. Deadpool two and and uh, I mean not really much to talk about here except that it's it's more Deadpool being Deadpool and um, you know the 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 trailers are still getting great um, people reacting to it I think this movie is going to make a lot more money than the first one I, oddly enough though Obed I get a little bit of a Guardians of the Galaxy two feeling in the sense of um, you know how the first Guardians was um, very lightning in a bottle it worked when in most people would think in Hollywood it would not do as well as it did and made ridiculous money. I think the second one's going to make a, do well and make a lot of money. But I just feel like it may not capture the same um, response that the first one did. And that's just because, again, the nature of what the first movie did for the second one, that's just my feelings watching this. I just keep getting this feeling that there's going to be a lot of people getting excited about it, but that they'll move on and say, okay, we had a good time or, oh, what have you. But I feel like the first one, that really stuck for a very long time. We'll see. We'll see how it reviews and whatnot. But not really much to again say with the trailer. Just that it's it's Deadpool being Deadpool, and I mean it's it's uh, the marketing campaign. You know they actually have a marketing budget this time, so they're marketing a whole lot more. <laughs> and, and honestly, you know it, their marketing team has, has told us exactly what this movie is going to be and exactly what to expect. So interesting. Yeah. And uh, do you see that Rob Liefeld's designing the Fandango poster for it? I did, I did, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Because especially know that like the comic book creator is alive for this movie. He's witnessing, he's very much a part of these movies being made. And to have him not just be someone who's being used to put in the front of, oh, this is a great movie, and you know, try and use him as, as someone to promote it. You're also getting him involved even from the side of just the promotional. Like that's that's awesome to me. I, I love love hearing that kind of stuff. Similarly to the way I even feel about Avengers Infinity War, with the creator of Thanos. Um, how he's been coming out recently, he's been saying a lot of really positive stuff about Thanos' depiction, saying it was the best depiction best depiction he could have dreamed of for Thanos. When I love hearing that kind of stuff from comic book creators. So Rob Liefeld doing this with Deadpool, that that's cool. Yeah, and the, 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 the I just want to talk about the three little like tidbits or, or Easter eggs that were in that trailer. Uh, the first one was uh, when, uh, when Deadpool calls... Uh, Asked, uh, asked Cable to 
what, what was it again? It's like pump the hate, uh, pump the hate breaks Thanos or something like that. Yes, he does call yeah. him that. Yep. <laughs> he calls yep. him Thanos the movie. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, uh, there the Thanos and and uh, um, Cable are, are played by um, uh, Josh Brolin. So uh, that's that's what that's same where actor. the jab come. Same actor. So the, that's where the jab come from. And uh, the other one is the DC Universe one. When Ooh, Cable stabbing him in the so shoulder, good. I was like, "Oh, you're so dark. You must be from the DC universe." <laughs> that was so good because I was like, "Wow." I mean, he's never been afraid to say stuff, but wow. I mean, yeah, they did it. They, <laughs> they went there. Shot, shots fired, guys. Shots, shots fired. Yeah, and the other ones when he split the bullet is the same bullet splitting from Wolverine uh, Origins from X Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, and then the same sword dance that he does when he's coming from the bullets, but then he still gets hit. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's like nearly impossible. To, yeah. 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 So just saying that like the first one I'll pass, but all this, all this bullcrap that we did in the Wolverine was, was not actually going to work anyway. Exactly. Uh, so that was, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's another one. I waited for the first one to come out on Blu-ray uh, to see it. And, um, it maybe it may it's it, this two months are, are going to be pretty heavy, um, you know, with Avengers and then solo. Um, I have a family, I don't have the luxury to just hop onto a movie theater, so um, I'll probably catch solo in the movie theater and then um, watch Deadpool when it comes out on Blu ray. But um, other than that, man, we do have some, I think, okay, DC news. We have good news. Yeah, yeah, news that, I mean, like, it's not shocking news. It's not breaking news, but it's news nonetheless that Wonder Woman 2 during CinemaCon uh, was an, uh, formally announced and by Patty Jenkins. And Patty Jenkins went to the extent of saying that this movie is going to take place in the 80s. That had been rumored for uh, a little bit ago. So her coming out and confirming that is interesting. Also um, confirmed that um, Chris Pine who plays Steve Trevor, is also coming back to the movie. And that's the part I think that made me most interested, even more than maybe the 80s thing. Um, just because it's like, I had heard rumors that like he was going to play his grandson or something like in a future movie or something when, when they initially casted him because you knew he was going to die. I mean, like, spoiler alert, I mean, if, you've, if you know the character, you know what goes on, he had to die, right? But... Um, it's interesting. I think the other part that I want to mention about this whole thing about the confirmation of the eighties is it, it now starts to feel as if wonder woman. Yes. She's a part of this large DCEU. She's a part of this universe, but it feels like her solo movies is really going to evolve in its own world. And when I say that, it's like you could watch the first wonder woman movie and have never seen man of steel Never seen Batman vs Superman, and it never seen Suicide Squad, and you're fine. Like there is no need to watch those movies to watch Wonder Woman. And I feel the same thing's gonna happen with Wonder Woman too, where it's like when you watch Wonder Woman two, you probably will only have had to need to see the first Wonder Woman movie to see the second Wonder Woman movie. And I feel like Patty Jenkins maybe strategically is doing this Obed because she maybe I feel like her movie, her first movie, was so strong, so well received. That it's like, let me kind of stay in my own vein and not get mucked up with what's going on in the other parts of DCU. Because imagine a Wonder Woman 2 set right after the events of Justice League. Then you have to, you, there's no way you can move on without addressing what happened in that movie with the mascara and, and all on the, 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 the mother boxes, right? And all that stuff, right? You'd have to talk about it. But because of her going and staying, 
you know, a few years, you know, later after the first Wonder Woman movie, but still not getting anywhere near um, the new stuff. I think this now starts to make it her again stay in her own world, and it's smart. I mean, her her movie, um, you know, the first this first Wonder Woman movie, you know, it it was not a very connected movie again to the DCU. There's no real strong connections except for the Bruce Wayne thing, right in the beginning, the delivery, right. But you don't need. There's not like, oh, I didn't know that was Wayne. I mean, everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is, right? But it's yeah. one of those deals where she she's making very good movies. I'm not saying it's not a comic book movie, but I feel as if the movie wasn't approached as a comic book movie. It was just pr- approached as a very good movie because of not having these comic book little e- there's Easter eggs, but not crazy, right? And and that's fine. Um, and I think that's what played their success. So there's, there's a strategic move a bit here and having it in the '80s. More than people might recognize, just from the sense I believe of her keeping it separate from what's going on, from the disliked stuff. Yeah, I, I think that they should definitely open open and end the movie like in the same fashion they did with the first Wonder Woman movie, which is acknowledging what happened in the um, uh, in the uh, uh, the previous movie, like in Batman versus Superman. They they acknowledge like on and one woman is like they acknowledge that what happened on Batman Superman already happened, so they should acknowledge what happened in Justice League, it's in some way or another maybe you know at the beginning of the movie end of the movie whatever, um, because they they need to continue. What happened man? You're right. I'm good. I'm good. Something's you're, you're, behind me. You're That's falling fine. apart over there. Holy crap! Uh, that anyway. woman, she got me. So yeah. <laughs> So the DC universe uh, is like kryptonite. Uh, it's dark. <laughs> um, and, but then you know the the middle of the movie, the close to the movie, should be something fresh, like like the first movie was. Uh, and I think the eighties is great. So definitely set it on the eighties, and uh, hopefully uh, the cheetah is gonna be okay and. The movie's gonna be fun, so and that's the other thing. Oh, but I, I gotta mention that since you just mentioned Cheetah, you know, with it being in the 80s, being confirmed, knowing that Cheetah is confirmed to also be the villain for this movie. I mean, I'm not saying that it's it's impossible, I feel like they can go two ways they can either just make it where it's like Cheetah is a standalone villain in this movie, similar to the way uh, Ari's was, right? Like, you know, he's he's his own thing, this is a separate movie. Similar to the way Marvel does, right? They don't they don't tend to repeat villains like once it's like a Loki or something, right? They could just make want she to just be the Wonder Woman two villain, and that's fine. Um, I was more interested to see Cheetah um, live out and come into the um, Legion of Doom, right? Just like the way you're seeing them go at the end of the Justice League movie, right? Where you know, spoilers, the movie's been out for a little bit, you know, they hint that there's going to be a evil team to combat the Justice League. I was hoping that Cheetah would be a part of that team, because that's what she is in, yeah. in some of those the storylines. So we'll see. I mean, that could be a connective tissue, but that's just something I thought about as you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Wonder Woman. Hopefully, it's going to be it's going to be alright. I think, I think it's in good hands, as long as the studio keeps away from the project. <laughs> Uh, because that seems to be the problem with DC movies, right? Um, is the studio coming in between creative, the creative vision of the director and all that stuff? Um, so we will see. We'll see. Uh, Joel, just uh, let's go ahead and, and jump into the gaming news. I do have some uh, breaking news from this morning. Um, so when uh, Satoru Wada died, 
um, a, a couple of years ago, uh, Tatsumi Kimishima took over uh, the reins of Nintendo. So he was in charge of um, wrapping up the, uh, the release of the Switch. And um, uh, clearly the guy is a great businessman. Uh, the Switch is doing fantastic. And, and he was able to uh, keep the, the wheel rolling on, on Nintendo. Um, but it was announced this morning that he is retiring, and um, in his place, uh, Shuntaro Furukawa will take uh, the rest of Nintendo as president um, and, uh, you know, basically managing executive officer of Nintendo and president of the company. Um, interesting, uh, because uh, I did not... I did not see that Kimishima was going to retire so soon. Um, although he is, you know, he's an older gentleman, but, um, but I, 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 I've heard that he is well liked uh, in, in the company. Uh, so I wasn't expecting um, him to leave. So, so soon uh, um, Kimishima is actually 68 years old, um, but the, uh, so, Shintaro Furukawa is, he was actually, I believe he was like a managing director for the Pokemon company. Um, and he was very involved with the development of the Switch. Uh, and he's a younger guy. He is only 46 years old. Um, so you're going to get a younger guy with a lot of experience, you know, uh, he's been with Nintendo since 94, being with the Pokemon company, was very involved with the Switch. Of course, the Switch is doing fantastic. They just released uh, a bunch of sales numbers today, and uh, like over 10 million copies of Super Mario Odyssey have been sold. Uh, it's still doing fantastic out there. Um, it's out in the wild. Like, like the Switch is readily available. If you want to buy want to buy one right now, let's go to Target, and they, they have them. Like, they're everywhere now. Nice. Um, so uh, these things are out there. So uh, interesting. Uh, so we will see what comes out of that. And and best of luck for Mr. Kimishima. Go ahead, man. Yeah, the only thing I want to add in there is I think, I mean, yeah, we didn't see it coming. But if you think about it, Obed, what a way to go out. I mean, with the success of the Switch, that's like to me, like if you want to go out, it's like, hey, I've done my job right. This thing's doing well. I can leave now on good terms, not leave and be like, this thing's falling in shambles. And here I go. He's not, he's, he's done a great job. You know, obviously everyone at Nintendo has. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sign indicative of of good leadership. So I'm happy for him, but you know, it's also sad seeing Lee, but you know what? Got to keep moving forward. And they've, he's left them in good hands. So there's no excuse for them not to continue to, to thrive off of the success that came before. Absolutely, and the big thing is that we were all nervous when when Itaro, when uh, Satoru Iwata passed away, with what would become of Nintendo. It, I mean, Satoru Iwata was a game developer. This guy was yes. in the trenches, and and he understood uh, the the audience, and he understood the developers. So uh, it it was it was a big blow to the company and to the gaming community overall because he was well liked by everyone. Um, and, and and so so Kimishima had, had a great responsibility, right? When when uh, when he came uh, when he became the president of Nintendo, and making sure that the Switch wasn't even announced, and you know, Wada passed away. Kimishima just uh, just plowed through, 
So he's going out and, and he's going out. It's like, yeah, this is this guy, this thing's doing great. I'm out. You guys deal with it. Kind of like uh what um uh what uh, Andrew House did at Sony. I was like, oh, this thing's doing great. So I'm gonna go do something else and retire and go to yeah. the beach in Mexico and 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 get sunburned, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 kind of like the same, but uh, you know, um best of luck to Furukawa. And I know that the guy eats there's rumors that there's uh there's gonna be a, a fully fleshed open world Pokemon game coming out for the Switch. That'd be so big. One that thing once that thing drops, Joel, that's that's like that's big. Come on, it's gonna it's again it's gonna be impossible to find a Switch. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> so I think that I think I think the time to buy a Switch is right now because there's not a lot of games coming out in the next couple of months. Yeah, that's a that's a good bet. Yeah. Um Joel, quick update. From last week's uh, rage rant that I had <laughs> about <laughs> about battle royale games, um, so real quick, battle uh, Call of Duty, um, and I have I'm gonna be looking at my own other monitor here just to uh, be sure that I have uh, the correct info. Um, but it it's two things for Call of Duty Black Ops Four. Uh, so they they are stating Activision and uh, Treyarch. Are, are saying that the reason why the single player experience is not coming out is because they were not they're not going to be able to finish it on time. Mm. Uh, that was a bigger project than they had that they had expected, and and it's not gonna, not going to come out on time. So they are going to release the game as a multiplayer game. Maybe in the future, add that mode. Who knows? Uh, It'd be interesting to see what that mode could have been, um, but that was based on what Activision and Treyarch are saying. That's the reason why. Uh, another tidbit that of information that they put in this uh, interview, and by the way, this is uh, an article from Polygon that um, Polygon was able to compile together when once the rumors started going out that the game will feature a battle royale mode and it was all multiplayer only. So one very interesting thing, Joel, is that apparently they are having problems with having a hundred players <laughs> at a time. So that mode uh, may not be available at lunch. That may be something that they'll add later to the game. It would also make sense because then their other game modes are just gonna be dead, and there's not gonna be anyone playing team deathmatch and and deathmatch and capture the flag or whatever they call that mode in Call of Duty now. Um, so makes sense to release that at a later date. Um, I would say Call of Duty should wait through at least ninety days, like and release this uh, mode after you know Christmas or something. Um, because even if, if they're saying that they're having problems with having 100 players, maybe the engine's not designed to do that. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure what sort of engine they're using. I don't know if they're using an in-house engine or if they're using a third-party engine um, and bringing it in into, into development. But it's interesting to know that, Joel, that, that they are having problems um, Apparently, the battlefield stuff that came out as well uh, was very experimental, and also not in a in a hundred percent working order. 
So that may come in at a later date as well. Uh, the one that's kind of confirmed-ish right now is that Red Dead Redemption 2 will have a, a um, Battle Royale mode. I don't doubt it. Rockstar are, you know, one of the top developers in the world. They they have the resources to be able to come up with this sort of mode. Um, but just a, a quick update on that. Um, I, I'm still really on, on the fritz on this thing. It's not. I'm not. I'm not super loving it. Uh, apparently, that other game uh, that came out from Boss Key, uh, what was it called? Uh, Radical Heights. I think I mentioned it last week. Apparently, that's doing okay. So good for them, man. Uh, apparently, because uh, I saw I follow uh, uh, Cliffy B on Twitter, and apparently Ninja streamed it. And after Ninja streamed it, then it came. A, a Ninja said, "Hey, this is pretty okay." So apparently, that brought a lot of people in, and it hit number one on Steam. So um, uh, I'm sorry, not number one on Steam, but number one on Twitch. Um, even if it was for a few hours. So uh, good for them. Uh, they they definitely needed the comeback with the with an app with the absolute from the absolute disaster that was lawbreakers uh that game really was was born to die pretty much it was uh, <laughs> born to die. <laughs> seriously the game came, Savage, game, game came out and there was like 400 players and there was like 12 players last week on it Ooh, um, that's not good like like you can't even get a full game with 12 players come on man oh my gosh so that game that game's like it's dead and done so uh, they're going to definitely move the resources into uh, Radical Heights. But, Joe, uh, all right, I want to I want to jump into this one. Uh, and I need to cool off a little bit <laughs> before I before I begin. So um, I don't know if you have anything else, any other any other tidbits or any other bits of news that came out um, recently. But uh, I'm about to jump in into a topic that I that I've been wanting to talk about a little bit. But at the same time, I've been really cautious not to bring in because of, uh, you know, gamer drama and all that stuff. So, um, but I'm talking. I'm going to talk about it. Why Let's not? do it, man. Let's do it. So, I um, we've all known God of War came out. Uh, we've all known how successful the, the PlayStation Four has been on this generation. Uh, even the PlayStation 4 Pro, when people and naysayers said, no, this is a terrible move, this is not going to sell. Even the PlayStation 4, uh, 4 Pro is doing really well out there. Um, it, the same could be said for Nintendo. Their their platform, the Switch, is doing really well right now. Um, they, they, they're going to keep adding features. They're going to keep adding stuff to the, to the device. And that's great. They... they had again, I think the best launch year uh, ever in the history of video games, with um, with all those games that came out last year for the Switch. Uh, unfortunately, the same cannot be said by Microsoft. They fumbled the start. Uh, they did have a pretty okay string of, excuse me, exclusives with um, things like Sunset Overdrive and Quantum Break and. And um, you know, a few uh, the Halo and Gears of War. So, although they were separated by a couple of years, but but we saw that that there was not that that um, that mass craziness for Xbox like it was when the Xbox 360 came out. Um, 
and I think the Xbox 360 had a great advantage that it was, you know, ahead of its time. It was an HD console that came out uh, when uh, no other console was doing HD. Um, I think that that was that, that played a lot to the success of the Xbox 360. It coming out earlier than the PS4, full year ahead. Um, so like I said, the same cannot be said by the Xbox One. And um, after reviews hit for God of War and it, and it started getting great reviews uh, and the announcement of the release date of um, Detroit Become Human and Spider-Man, uh, they, I, I saw um, a, a range of reactions from from what we call fanboys, right? Like, you, you can have, like, we like the PlayStation, and that's our platform of choice, yes. but we're not going to go in and say, oh, the Xbox is trash. Uh, because... Or you're, the, or, you're, or you're terrible for liking it or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and like, when I saw a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, calling uh, uh, PlayStation owners and, and PlayStation, PlayStation fans game names when... Uh, Persona Five came out and all this stuff. Like, like I don't engage in that and I don't condone it. And I, I'm, I just don't like it. I think it's a very toxic behavior, and uh, all gaming communities deserve better. Um, but there, there was a great, uh, like I said, a, a range of emotions from Xbox fan base. Um, there was uh, some of the, the some of the hardcore fans uh, that I that I follow. Uh, not necessarily follow, but casually follow on 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 YouTube. We're talking about wait for real guys. God of War is really good, uh, and I'm an Xbox guy, and I hate to say this, but you know this is the best game that I've played this generation so far, and things like that. Right? Um, other uh, fanboys are saying, "Oh no, Sony paid all the reviewers to get gift tens." That is absolutely not true. That has been debunked many, many times. Uh, oh, the, can I put that into perspective for a second? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. This is the same thing that you that happens. People say with Marvel or other things, what have you, right? Oh, they paid for this stuff. Think about what you're saying for a second. You're saying that Marvel is going to every single one of these people say, "Hey, we're gonna all put, we're gonna put this in your bank account. Say something good. Don't ever say anything bad." And not one outlet, not one journalist is gonna squeal and say, you know what, Marvel approached me and they did, or 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 Sony did this thing and it's super shady and I can't believe they would try and do this. You're gonna tell me not one person would have squealed that everyone's just gonna take the money and run? Like, like does this even like talk about or even consider for the sake of conversation that that would even be a reality? It's just it's it's like think about what you're even saying for a second. It just that just doesn't make sense, Obed. Yeah, and that like like I said, it's been debunked many times. I mean, um, but again, we saw that level of toxicity and come out, and I I, I wanted to touch on this um, because it's uh, again, and and we we seen it with a with a PC master race, right? And oh yeah, you you can't run this game at four K sixty. I didn't spend. Three thousand dollars to do it, and, you know. It's 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 like that, right? It's like it's like oh wait, you know what? If you have a gaming PC that costs you three grand, enjoy it, and you don't have to start 
saying, oh, whatever, this is inferior or whatever. Can you imagine every time that I see someone with a, a freaking BMW M3 just saying, it's like, kneel before me, peasant, for you don't have a BMW M3. Right. Um, I can run at this speed on the highway or whatever. Yeah. It's like, good for you. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I've never had that happen to me ever. I mean, the day it would happen, uh, life lessons, I guess, but, <laughs> but, but I've never seen it happen to me ever. And, 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 you know, I, even if you are, if you call yourself a, a gamer and you only play on your phone, I, I don't care if you enjoy what you're doing. That's awesome. I don't have to do any of this crap. I don't have to go over any of these drama. Uh, I, 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 as long as you're good and you're not hurting anyone, it's whatever, dude. Do whatever you, do whatever you want, right? Uh, play with whatever console you want. Uh, and, and the same goes to uh, just bringing just just uh, 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 I talked a little bit about that toxicity, and I touched about uh, some of the toxicity that I've seen on the retro gaming community. I was like, oh, well, modern gaming is terrible. It's like nothing compares to just putting your your cartridge in and 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 have no load time and just start playing your game. It, it, that's where our, the name of the podcast came from, right? It's like I'm a retro gamer and I really enjoyed when games had no load time, but we live in, different, in a different time now. So, so whatever. I mean, uh, what? guess what, guys? When you have to load 132 kilobytes into RAM, guess what? That take that take like milliseconds. Having to load six gigs of data onto RAM then we can talk, right? Come on, guys. It's like like the, the things that people don't realize, like, like oh, retro gamers. So I was like, oh, yeah, because I play on this console, but do you know technology and do you know how things work? Then you would realize, oh, wait, this is why then. Uh, <clears throat> but I have my retro consoles, and I, I seldom play with them because there's nothing for me to gain from them anymore, right? I, I had my enjoyment. I had my time with them. And... Um, I still go back and yearly have a couple of games that I play. You know, I play Castlevania Symphony of the Night every year. Um, and I, I try to, you know, at least play Super Mario World every once in a while because I love it. And uh, I play Street Fighter 2 uh, a couple of times a year. But but I'm not going to say it's like, oh, no, Street Fighter 2 was way, definitely way better than Street Fighter 5 um, because I'm, I'll am i be wrong, you know. And... and uh, then people need to realize this, and, and it goes to all communities, like you mentioned, it just goes back to the Marvel DC stuff, and um, same thing goes to uh, Apple, uh, Android, Apple, Apple Android, Android. Uh, I remember when plasma TVs used to be really hot, That's and right. and people were just like, oh, plasma just blows away all those peasant LCDs, and oh, look at this blacks on this TV, it looks fantastic. Uh, it, 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 plasma it, doesn't exist, and then the plasma doesn't exist, exist anymore. I mean, OLED is is the, the evolution of, of of plasma or or LED, if you would call it. Uh, but then again, it's it's twice uh, what you would pay for a conventional LCD TV. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it goes to like even in the fighting game community. Oh, you're such a freaking noob because you're playing on a pad. Where's your fight stick, bro? And you know, even 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 on on that sort of community, right? 
Um, and, and I just wanted wanted to just share how how I felt about it. But just going back to Xbox, Joe, something really, uh, in my opinion, I don't want to say it's disturbing because this is gaming. It, North Korea being a threat is disturbing. Serious disturbing. This is gaming. This is entertainment. Nothing that you can do in this industry is disturbing, really. Um, that's the blunt truth, guys. Seriously. Uh, serious moment on no low time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, something that kind of worried me happened, um, and it was uh, IGN posted a meme. Um, uh, I believe it was on God of War's release date. Um, or a couple of days prior to that. Um it was one of those memes that was a graphics comparison. So it was comparing the graphics from the PS4 and the Xbox One, and the PS4 got a war graphics or got a war, and the, and the uh, Xbox was a black screen. Um, and you know, a jab meme that I've seen a thousand times out there, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's not it's it's like. Guys, it's like calling Moriarty's joke. It's like this is freaking inoffensive, guys. I know, right? Um, like no one's in the shower crying about this. I know exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like no one's gonna think that they're gonna break down their doors and take their kids for this. Yeah, you're joke, not, you know? you're not, not losing sleep over this or something. Yeah. No, I mean it was a it was a problem of the world. Yeah, it was a jab joke, and I've seen other games outlets uh, do it, not necessarily IGN, but. Uh, they they did it and that's fine. Uh, funny joke, right? Um, but then uh, Ron McCaffrey, who is the senior editor at IGN, and he's in charge of Xbox. He's the host of Podcast Unlocked. I really don't like to call out names on on our podcast, um, and, I, and I've stayed away from other you know drama that has happened with other YouTubers and 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 and. and we uh, have video, video game personalities, and we've only touched briefly. And when you have not mentioned names, I think this is probably the first time that I mentioned a name uh, about you know a games journal journalist or whatever you want to call yourself, right? Um, and he tweeted this. He he tweeted after after that post from IGN came out. He tweeted, I would like to sincerely apologize to the Xbox team as well as the Xbox community on behalf of the IGN editorial team. The Facebook and Instagram posts were unprofessional and classless and were made without my knowledge. The posts will be deleted ASAP. And he added uh, Aaron Greenberg and um, Xbox Quick, which I think is... Um, uh, this other guy from Microsoft uh, refreshed my mind, uh, Mikey Barra. So he copied them on it, uh, and then uh, I believe that uh, Greenberg replied, okay, cool, thanks for the update. Kind of like, you didn't need to do this. Um, and then Mikey Barra streamed God of War on Friday when the game came out, and Xbox fanboys went crazy. And I was like, yo, it was like, oh, you can, why why don't you just stream an Xbox game? What about streaming like uh, Sea of Thieves or like uh, Gears of War or, or Forza or some Xbox game? Why are you streaming the competition? And and uh, he said, uh, I, don't, I don't remember if he was him or Aaron Greenberg because 
they've they've been really back and forth with the fans. They've they've been man props to them because they have been uh, hit them and and uh, Phil Spencer. These guys are executives, guys. They they don't need they don't need to answer to your crap. Like honestly, bro, they do not need to answer to you for anything. These are corporate executives from Microsoft, man. Those they so props to them for being so engaged with their fans, right? But at the same time. I, they are realizing how toxic these fans are and 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 how crazy it's gotten. Um, there's another guy. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to talk about. You know, other people that I've that I watched on YouTube just go bananas over over God of War and 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 they still call you know the uh, reviews biased. It's a fantastic game. You know what's the only gripe I have with the game, Joel? That the text is too small and sometimes oh, wow. I can't read what it says. That's the only thing. And and it's true, and they actually patched it. That they, I think it was like Saturday night. They patched. It's already it. fixed. It's already fixed. So, um, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 the way I felt since the original console wars, right? Since uh, you know, the the Sega versus Nintendo back in the day. Um, both consoles had a lot to offer. Uh, there were a third options that were uh, unattainable, like. Seriously unattainable uh, because you had something like the the uh, SNK Neo Geo that was five hundred dollars. Games worth three hundred dollars. You get a real full arcade experience at home, but then you have to spend the money. And and even and even then, um, I, I think the Super Nintendo was a better console than the than the Neo Geo, and to some extent the Sega Genesis. I think the Sega Genesis was a very very strong console, um, but um, toward towards the end. You can tell that Sega had no no compass, and they just started going everywhere. And and you can you can tell um, that from the Genesis library uh, how focused they were from the first for the first four years, and then uh, for the first three years, three four years, uh, and then I got like around ninety three, they just started going like everywhere, and, and it was a mess. Uh, and versus Nintendo having you know Donkey Kong Country and and Super Mario World two and all this Yoshi Island and all this stuff coming out. Um, it's it's very unfortunate to see um, the gaming community behave like entitled children. Um, I, I we're all adults. I mean, if you're a kid, that's fine. You are a kid. You act like a kid. That's whatever. Um, but like seriously, why why are people doing free PR and free uh, advertising and all this stuff? Like I like to you know do my God of War thing, and I don't care. I was like. We're still a small podcast and, and a small channel, so we have zero advertisers. What we have is what we own. We paid for everything that we present on this podcast, guys, just to make it clear, right? Um, so I think I think that um, gaming as a whole, they, they just need to grow up, right? These things are not... Uh, why are you losing sleep over the Xbox not doing well and having, you know very little like console like zero console exclusives at this point because you can play everything on pc um and then having having very a very short you know content line uh, there were some leaks last week that we didn't want to talk about on the podcast um for e3 and if this leaks are real 
it looks like it's going to be another okay E3, nothing super great um, for Microsoft. Again, we hope that they do good. Uh, at this point, Joel, the, I, there were some rumors and, and stuff about the next Xbox. Why? Do you have a console that came out four months ago that's the, the most powerful console on the market right now? Why are you talking about this? Why? No sense. So just to me, Joel, uh, to be honest with you, um, and, and we can do like a like another like episode about tech predictions and, and gaming predictions and all that, but uh, I, I think that IGN, IGN reacting to 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 a, a joke in this manner, and I understand that they that they are supposed to be unbiased because they are getting money from these guys. Um, but at the same time, I think it was like a great overreaction. Just delete the post. You're not offending any anyone by putting that post and by deleting it. But now you're offending, not necessarily offending, but like. Uh, you're you're turning on and you're 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 actually making uh, a few people react negatively from that tweet and that's exactly what happened uh, people weren't offended the tweet came out it's like wait yo why are you being so defensive um i'm not a podcast unlocked listener i've listened to it here and there um i'm not i'm not a, a huge listener from the, from that uh, podcast i do listen to uh, a couple of, of the other uh, uh, IGN podcasts, but uh, not necessarily that one all the time. Um, I, I think I think it was definitely an overreaction. I think the fans need to chill. I mean, this <laughs> what was the saying? This is why can't we can't have nice things, Joel? Right? Uh, and the same thing goes to all the gaming communities. Like, and there's. League of Legends community is known for being a very toxic community. Um, there's a rampant rage quit problem on Dragon Ball Fighter Z right now. That uh, last time I played, I had like three rage quits, and I was like, "Why are people doing this?" And it's rampant. There's you know a big problem with it, and you know there's toxic, the very very toxic Street Fighter players, and they, there's. There's toxicity on all of this, and uh, I believe that uh, we guys should be having fun. Uh, this there's people spending. God of War took five years to make. Um, there's people working really, really hard to make this content for for you guys. Just just enjoy it and have fun with it, and not you know not be a family and just just be nice to each other and try to. Keep it civil, you know. If you think the Xbox is better, you know, put your facts out there and, you know, let the facts speak for themselves and, and that's it. Uh, you don't have to be, you know, have to do PR and be like a, 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 a free advertising venue from a corporation that makes billions of dollars a year. You don't need to do this. Um, but, you know, guys, I love gaming. And I and I really want this uh, uh, gaming to be to be treated as an as an art form as I believe it is, uh, but at the same time we need to keep it legit. So that's all I got, man. Obed, well said. Went off on that there. You told me it was going to be coming, and we had talked about this for a little bit from last weekend. And um, yeah, man, there's there's a lot that can be said there, and um, you know the way you. 
you talked about from the beginning the the retro gamer the 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 gamer of this generation the comparisons and you start talking about people overreacting uh you know with people with jokes such as this and it really is a joke i do not i genuinely do not believe anyone was offended like if you want to look up the definition of offended it's just a strong term and i genuinely don't believe anyone was genuinely offended by this uh however uh, there is this elitist mindset yeah. there is this there is this mindset that some people have of the the comparison and i'm better than because you don't understand i've done x y and z or i've been a part of this da 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 or because this has more power or because of the, and this 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 who has the bigger you know console who has the more power who has all these these more experiences um that just makes it like you said obed toxic and uh it's unfortunate when it spreads out in this kind of way because yeah ign you know probably shouldn't have posted that at the same time ign is they are a news platform but they also are an opinions platform and their social media pokes fun at many things yeah, not just this. this is nothing new. In fact, PlayStation has been mocked by many things before, and I've read some of those the the, the stuff that's been mockeries of PlayStation. I was offended by it, Obed. I just think it's it's it's, a, it's an outrage culture. That's that's yeah. that's that's really um you have to be watchful of, and that's just that's just all we're trying to say. It's like you know you could be like, oh, that was in poor taste and, and all these things, but um to go out and pick up your pitchforks and Say these things like you said, or these companies are, you know, billion dollar companies. They're making money, and you're pledging your allegiance, and they don't even know your name. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you know everything about them, but they don't even know your name. Like they're doing their thing. You know, respect what each one's doing, and you have a right to love the consoles and love things you love. And and I get that it was a joke, um, and I get that it was, you know, hey, something probably shouldn't have been done, but. Um, I think it's all about the reactions, the perspectives, and it's just something that hopefully gamers that listen to us here at No Low Time can take themselves into perspective and not be like just trying to think of how they can counter-argument this, that, and the other, but just stop for a moment and think about what really is, has happened um, and, and try and be peacemakers because that's what we should be at the end of the day. But yeah. well said, Obed. You got anything else for us? Uh, I am done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only thing is, like, guys, if you're part of a gaming community, whether it be on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, iPhone, I don't care. If you're part of any gaming community, just just be that guy, you know, that makes your community better. So that's all yeah, I got. We can all learn from it. It's true. Well, uh, Obed, we're, this is going to be the sign-off part now. Remember, guys, next week, Infinity War episode. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. I've got I'm on Spider-Man cap on right now, but guys cannot express how excited for this. But anyways, I'll signing off with you guys. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us and watch us here at No Load Time. We really appreciate it. And we ask you to stay connected with us through our social media at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. We also want you to go ahead and subscribe to our show if you're listening to us on iTunes and Google Play. Um, and SoundCloud, you can subscribe to us. If you're an iTunes subscriber, please go ahead and drop a review. That really helps us out greatly. And we also want to say that you can stay in communication with us via email. We have an email address here, nolotime at gmail.com. It's nolotime at gmail.com. And you can shoot us 
questions, comments, feedback, especially about today's episode about fanboys and, and whatnot. Maybe we'd love to hear yeah. from, from different different thoughts you might have had about that. So please, you know, shoot us a message, even drop us a comments and, and social and share this with your friends so that way you can maybe start this discussion. Um, but we're really excited about uh, next week and our next episode. So we thank you for listening to us. Thank you for those who are already subscribers. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. But uh, thank you again so much, and we look forward to our next episode. Yeah. Thank you, guys, and you guys have a great rest of your week.